Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey everybody, welcome to All the Small Games. My name is Levins. My name is Jonathan Valenzuela. And this is a podcast all about indie games. We've we've had a little bit of time off. We've been playing we've been playing big budget blockbusters. They've been barely an indie game touching my fingers. But uh, now the time has come to bless us with you with more episodes about yes. more news and more games. Uh, so buckle in. It's all the small games. It's our seventh massive return of 2020. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like we always like, we're like, okay, cool. Then we're going to do a whole bunch of episodes. And then like, I don't know, a pandemic keep, keeps continuing. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. then life. Um, but yeah, so it has been a while. Um, I also feel like there haven't like, there haven't been any real like bangers released in the last while as well. Oh no, it's it's been Banger City lately. We, we I don't know. It's been, it's been. Uh, I have a lot of titles just staring at me, going like, "Why don't you play me, dude? Are you gonna play me? What's going on? Yeah. Stop playing weird Japanese arcade collections, Levens. There's some <laughs> indie games that need to be played. <laughs> That's so on brand for you, though. Weird Japanese arcade collections. I've been playing tons of them. I spoke about them on uh, Hey Fam recently. If you uh, have not listened uh, to the most recent episode of Hey Fam uh, from last week. Uh, I can go through them again just quickly, just because I know you are just foaming at the mouth, wanting to hear about the uh, the Japanese arcade collections that I've been enjoying. Of course, uh, top of the list, and you can hear me rant about it on Thumb Cramps on uh, Sans Pants Radio next week. Is uh, Mister Driller Drill Land, uh, which Namco re released a uh, it's a it's a GameCube game that it was never released in the West, Japanese exclusive. Uh, from two thousand and two, and they have just has, it, has is- it got anything to do with that music genre drill? No, unfortunately not. No, um, one, one, one four don't do any voice work in this game. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Mister Driller Drill Land is like a. It's like you know you ever played Dig Dug? Or, I mean, maybe you've played Mister Driller. Like it's like an arcade game where you've just got to you got to drill down and uh, avoid the dirt from falling on your head as you uh, as you you know make space below. It's no, awesome. but it's I, so I did fun. replay Steam World Dig two recently. So Dude, similar. Any game that you dig in. It's it's fun that you know. Give yeah. me a big bunch of dirt and let me dig down. I love it. No Bring more, on that. no more, f- no more fishing mini games. Just digging mini games from now. Just on. Di- or digging maxi games. Make that oh, the true. sole purpose of the game. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that shovel knight dig game for that reason. More on shovel um, knight soon ish. Maybe next week. Uh, but uh, I've been playing um, these two incredible 
so that's Namco also released these Namco Museum archives. It's called Museum Archives Volume One and Volume Two, and what they are are all of um, Namco's like most famous arcade games, but the original NES ports of all of them. Um, and the best thing about those collections is that the f- Volume One comes with um, Pac-Man Championship Edition, which was a uh, I guess from the last decade, incredibly like fast and frantic um, speed version of Pac-Man, where you're just like just like ramping up. You've got to basically follow this like this maze and constantly getting your power ups. It's so fast and frantic, and they've done a uh, uh, um, a downgraded version where they've made it an eight bit. Um, okay, and it's so good. It's super great. It works really well. It's really colorful and fun and and, and sick. And then the best uh, surprises are these Darius. Um, collections. Um, Darius was a, uh, a Taito, Taito, I don't know, I guess Taito, um, Japanese uh, uh, game where you played like a, a spaceship um, and it's like a shmup. But um, what made Darius unique was that it was like three screens next to each other. So essentially a big widescreen. And there okay. were these beautiful ports of these arcade games. There's one of the console versions, which is fine, but the, the arcade collections of Darius rule so much, especially this one called Darius Gaiden. And it was like uh, 1994, so it's like that fake 3D, fake polygons, um, Mode 7 kind of artwork, um, and like unbelievable soundtrack. And um, the best thing about it is that whenever you hit the left trigger, um, you just give yourself credits. (laughs) So this is a game that would have cost me hundreds of dollars to finish in the 90s, uh, but instead... All it's given you is RSI in one finger. Yeah, because like I'm legitimately like just pumping fifty credits in. Ding ding ding, get, ding 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 ding. Like even though I get wiped out by each boss so quickly, it's fine. I just you know re up and then uh, and, and, yeah. and power through it. It was a really enjoyable half hour just burning through this arcade game. That's uh, so. There's, a, there's the arcade collections I've been playing, but I've also been playing some indie games, and Sweet. I'm also looking forward to a bunch of indie games because. It's uh, what are they calling it? The summer of gaming. It's cold summer as hell. Summer of gaming. E three. Cold as hell in Australia, but yeah. hot as heck in in America. E three was uh, cancelled because of yep. well it got, everything. It got yeah, it could. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, so yeah, all these uh, all the game companies kind of got together and said. I, I think there was one group organizing it all, but they said, "Look, if we're not doing." actual shows this year let's do a series of online kind of directs and stuff like that so uh playstation's done one devolver's done one a bunch of smaller pub there was the pc gaming show they did one like it's been this kind of rolling wave of um of uh gaming presentations over the last pretty much month or so like i think it started late june and is still going on i know xbox's one is coming up on july 23rd i believe so yep. um, I mean, they've always got some cool shit with uh, with summer with uh, their ID Xbox program, but um, we we want to chat about Devolver's one was over the weekend. Yeah, I, I mean the, that's the, the one I look the, forward to a lot because it is like an anti showcase. It is essentially like a big hyper crazy dumb uh, violent spectacle that makes fun of showcases and they had you know 10 times the amount of showcases um this year to make fun of because every company is doing digital showcases instead of a live show at e3 
Um, and so this was maybe the most meta and it tried to reference all of their past digital showcase as like this kind of like ongoing narrative. Um, like it's the kind of thing where if, if, if that sounds annoying to you, it definitely is and you should yeah. avoid it. But if that thing, if, if you like something that is like, if you like the Devolver games and like how loud and abrasive their press can be, then uh, you, you will enjoy their, their conference videos too. It's like, you know, 10 minutes of new game footage and then half an hour of just wacky antics. Yeah, blood spray and swearing and they're always pretty fantastic. I haven't, I, I've checked out the games that they announced. I haven't had a chance to watch the actual thing yet, but I think that's Fake a... Fake fan, bro. That's a, that's a weekend thing for me. Um, yeah, so the, what, the, what, what, what jumped out at you? Um, so the, the biggest, uh, most exciting news out the gate was a new game. Um, oh, I've got the list over here. I always Whoa, the they're, making, they're making new games? Yeah, Damn. I know. Um, well, you know, a, a bunch of, we did get a bunch of dates. Um, obviously, we're looking forward to Carrion, which uh, we played a demo yes. of uh, earlier this year. And um, I don't think we ever mentioned that it is coming to Switch, which was great. One of my biggest fears but it was, was that it's going to be an Xbox exclusive, but it's coming to Xbox um, and also Game Pass, so free if you got Game Pass, Nintendo Switch and PC on July 23rd. So very which soon. Is- Fuck. With Damn! Next the, week, holy. The same day as the Xbox, uh, the Xbox Direct. So is yeah, this, great. Is it sh- shot across the bows? Are they trying to keep people away from watching it? Maybe this is a crazy month. This is um, this has been a lot of massive games that I've been looking forward to coming out. Now we've got Crosscode, which we'll talk about later in this episode. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima and um, Mario. Pa- sorry, Mario. So Paper Mario, the Origami yeah. King, come out at the end of this week. Um, and then, uh, yeah, getting like probably my most anticipated indie game of the year, Carrion, next week. That's very exciting. I think that Hell like yeah. the what why I feel like this year has been like a bit weak on the indie front is just we we haven't had that many Devolver games, and so That's it was true. great watching this showcase. Going okay, cool, Carrion's coming very soon. Um, Fall Guys, which is a game that um, I've been kind of following for the last year, which is like a kind of like party royale wacky. Um, yeah, what's that? It's, um, it's, uh, it's, wipe, that it's like wipe, game sh- wipeout kind of thing. Wipeout's the shitty Australian. Uh, sure. What's the What's the Japanese? It's like it's like somebody's castle, um, and, and it's like ho, ho, yeah, Hideshi's castle or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah and it's like yeah. So you're you're a bunch of like you know cute mascotted characters trying to navigate through this big foam world where everything knocks you over and takes you out. Um, so that's coming out on August 4 on PlayStation 4 and Steam. But the game I was most excited about is called um, Olijah. Olijah? Yeah. Elijah, O-L-I- yeah. Elijah, sure. O-L-I-J-A. Like looking, look, yeah. I'm, overall, I'm most looking forward to how to pronounce it. Um, yes. But um, the disappointing thing about this incredible game, which uh, you, know, you, you wield like a harpoon, which has... Just very unique, um, uh, like battle mechanics. I've not seen combat like this in a game before. They said in the in the in the directs, like, "Oh, it's you know, it's it's out now," but um, it's not out now, and they just it's no. now been changed to coming out soon. There's a demo on Steam. If, you, if yeah. that interests you, um, but, I might uh, I might check it out. But my my laptop is seriously on its last legs at the moment. Like um, I opened the- I opened it up the other day, and it was just like black screen and couldn't hear the hard drive turn on and i was like oh shit okay uh guess i won't be playing steam games anytime soon it has since came back come back to life again but i think it's time to to buy a new one your pc is haunted um i uh this is not devolver related but uh, more recent news was that um super hot 
one of our favorite games is uh is getting a sequel which you basically get for free if you bought the original Super Hot on every console except the Switch. Fuck. Um, and so I have it on Switch, but we also I, I bought it on my Mac, and my Mac could not handle it. Um, and uh, your your PC is dead, so we're both going to get a free copy of this game that neither of us can use. <laughs> so, but I haven't I haven't heard this like sequel. Do you mean like an? Well, actual you don't know about this news? sequel? No, no, no. Damn, man! I, I, I just assumed you'd be all over this. So it's I've got to listen. To, I've got to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Super hot mind control delete. A game that is equal parts shooter and puzzler. Um, it's a it's a follow up. So I don't know if you want to call it. It's a standalone expansion, a mashup okay. for first person and uh, puzzle genre. Um, cool. Look, we love the first one. There's yeah. a, there's a, like a forty second trailer, and then in the next week, oh, so people are saying don't expect Super Hot Two, but it, yeah, it does look like like you know more craziness from the first game. Perfect. Love it. Um, love it. Uh, I think I've I also own Super Hot VR. Um, and I just yeah. got uh, I just got move controllers finally, um, which you need for Super Hot um, to play the Iron Man VR game, which apparently sucks. So right. I put an, an hour into Iron Man, and then I might go into uh, Super Hot VR. That's great. It's also worth mentioning from the Devolver conference. Uh, another thing that I I either need to see if my computer can handle it, my current computer, or get a new one. Devolver released like a. Uh, uh, how to put this like a, a video game conference sim yeah called devolver land expo yeah a first person so, marketing simulator <laughs> yeah i definitely want to check that one out because i know it's going to be like just completely insane i heard a lot of people like saying oh man this devolver land expo game is not good i'm like well i mean it's kind of it's a free weird experiment i don't know if uh, yeah. it needs to be it's, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I get if, that, you know, if, if if you didn't know what it was and you and you downloaded it and you're like, what the hell is this? But I mean, I guess knowing about it going in. Yeah, exactly. Um, the highlight of the showcase for me, um, I won't spoil too much of it for you, but um, who's the head of Xbox again? Phil Spector? Phil, um, Phil he, Spencer. But Spencer. <laughs> Phil, Phil Spencer. Yes, <laughs> very different Jesus, Phil. Jesus, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he, although that's something I would like to say, but he he, uh, he interviews the monster from Carrion. Um, oh, amazing. funny, yeah. Cool. Um, All right, I've definitely got to watch this business. But then in the sequels, we've got um, a follow-up to Shadow Warrior. I've never played any of the Shadow Warrior games. Shadow, Shadow Warrior 3 looks awesome fun, though. Yeah. Um, that's coming out next year. Um, they're, they're like fun. a crazy, I've, violent first-person shooter and slasher. I've played um, the second one, I think. And then and another also first the, person, the original one. Another first-person game, Serious Sam 4, another, game, another franchise that I've never um, visited before. But th- both of those games are coming out in 2021. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, um, yeah, I've played I've played the original Shadow Warrior from back in the nineties. It's just like it's it's what if Duke Nukem was a, a ninja essentially. Yeah, right. So lots of like lots of like gross dumb jokes, but pretty great combat. The uh, the s- graphics looked awesome for Shadow oh, Warrior yeah. Three. That was a great looking um, trailer. And Serious Sam is one of those first person shooters that has like a cult following because of the way it does first-person shooting. It's all about, like, huge numbers of enemies and insane guns and stuff like that. And it's very kind of run-and-gun sort of stuff. But you know me. I like a, I like a story. I, yeah. like, I, like, I like to be told a story. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of just, like, how, how well can you aim a crosshair and pull a trigger. So <laughs> shout-out to you, Serious Sam, but I don't, I don't think this is the one for me. 
So, John, um, we're going to uh, be reviewing some games that we've been playing the last few weeks in a moment. But before we do that, you have been keeping a list uh, of uh, games that have been announced, indie games that have been announced over the last few uh, weeks of conferences. And uh, I would now like you to read through this enormous list as quickly as possible. Um, All right. Just so we know how many games on the horizon there are to look forward to during these grim days. This is, this is in, by no means exhaustive. Uh, you reach you reach your third or first fourth direct in one sitting, and you're just like, oh my god, I can't handle this anymore. Okay, Void Train recompiled, Genesis Noir, Roki, Doors of Insanity, Fight Crab, Shing, Knuckle Sandwich, Skatebird, Blue Fire, Unto the End, Foreclosed. Uh, they're remaking that old uh, cell shaded first person shooter thirteen. Bravery mm-hmm. Network Online, Wasteland 3, Rustler, Iron Harvest 1920+, Say No, More, Boyfriend Dungeon, West of Dead, Skate Story, 100 Days, Nuts, The Cabbage Adventure, Dreamscaper, Undungeon, Minute of Islands, Kato, and Later Daters. So that's wow. just, that's, yeah, I will, I will attempt over the coming weeks to put together a, like, exhaustive list of stuff I'm excited about. And probably put together another one of those gigantic Twitter threads I've done before. Yeah, great. Um, go, go follow us at, at all the small game on Twitter to see John exhaustively uh, go, go through all these games and link you to the trailers of the good stuff. Yeah. Can I you clarify one out. thing for me? Yes. Um, is, is that two games? One is called Say No and the other one is called More? No, it's one game. One, okay. where the, <laughs> the mechanic... way you pronounced it. Yeah, oh, wait, the, mecha- the mechanic is all about learning to say no to people like okay, i think it's great. it's it's set in say an no office more. and you're, ca- yeah, you're kind of a pushover um yeah I'll, I'll send you the trailer it looks fucking wild looks really fun that's great and uh, yeah a few of them are um uh ps4 exclusives which is a, a console that we don't really uh do much on just because i feel like i i view it as my you know triple a game console and then I, I play all my indies on the switch but um, they, they seem to be putting a lot of... Uh, sorry, not PS4, PS5. Um, they're putting a lot of emphasis on, on a lot of games coming to PS5 uh, that are indies, which is cool. Yeah, I've seen them. There's, there's stuff like Maquette is one of them that springs to mind. There's also... Um, what was Heavenly Bodies, which is a, a locally developed game where you play like an astronaut trying to make your way around a space station and various other things and... You kind of have to like it's got that sort of physics thing where you need to like grab and fling yourself in a direction. Um, looks pretty fun. I think Recompile, which I said at the top of that list, might be a PlayStation Five exclusive. Haven, They've, I think, was in your list as well. Yeah, there's a lot of st- like I've seen a few announcements and been like, damn, they've been like, they've really stepped their indie game up for this next generation. So I'm really, really interested to see what Xbox presents for ID at Xbox. Yeah, I think the main thing, one of the biggest takeaways from the Switch is that, like, I feel like indie games really carried and pushed that console uh, in between the moments where Nintendo weren't pushing one of their main first-party games. Um, and if I was, if I was, you know, running a like, you know, one of the one of the consoles, I'd make sure I locked down a bunch of exclusives too. But at the same, I mean, the difference is for for something like an Xbox and a PlayStation. They have like Grand Theft Auto Online, Red Dead Redemption Online, Call of Duty games where it's like, even if you don't play the campaign, you can sit and just play the online mode forever. And I don't sure. know if Nintendo necessarily like Tetris 99 might not have the same kind of appeal as one you of those other ones. take that back, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> the best battle royale. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's annoying that Fall Guys isn't coming to it, but I think because you can have 60 people online at once, maybe that uh, shuts it out of the, uh, the Switch. Yeah, I've not heard good things about Nintendo Online. But I remember last week, last, sorry, last year, there was that big article that uh, announced that Xbox has paid over $1.7 billion to indies. Um, That's dope. Which is uh, enormous. Yeah. Um, hopefully we see the fruits of that payoff come to us very soon. Definitely. Sweet. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So lots of good stuff to look forward to, but what about the now, John? Where can I Eleven. go to talk about two games that have come out recently that two beautiful gentlemen have been playing? Levens, can you believe that I have been hungry, nay, starving for <laughs> your review of CrossCode? So CrossCode is a game that um, I feel like it came out uh, in as early as like 2015 uh, in like very, very like beta modes. Um, it was uh, developed by Radical Fish Games and published by Deck 13. Um, and it finally came to the Switch um, after a Switch announcement was uh, made at the end of last year. Um, it came about a week ago. And uh, CrossCode is a game that every time I play a little bit more of it, I realize how enormous this is. Um, often when I start a game that's a bit older, 
I'll uh, I'll go to like you know how long to beat dot com and see what I've what I've what I've got what what I've, you know how much I have to look forward to, and it's a uh, big it's a big dad move. Yeah, absolutely. You you, you got a, it's also a big pod, game podcaster move. You know you have True. to budget your time and you know am I going to be able to play two things or you know blah blah blah. Um, I didn't with this game. I I knew it was like you know very JRPG inspired, um, but upon Finishing my 27th quest in, like, the first main area, I was like, huh, I've put five <laughs> hours into this game, and I'm pretty sure I'm only in, like, yeah, like the very early stages. How long is this game going to be? And I, I looked, and it's like, the the main story is, like, more than 30 hours. Main story plus extra is, like, pl- more than f- between 50 and 60 hours. And if I want to be a completionist, it's over 80 hours. Jesus. Do you plan uh, so on being my- a completionist? Uh, it is a very, very good game. Um, it basically, cool. you play um, a girl named Leah, um, who uh, wakes like she, she starts the game with no memories, and so you play as her, and you you don't remember who you are or what happened to you, um, and you are put into an MMO uh, to try and regain your memories. Except this MMO takes place in the real world, and uh, so. Even though you're plan- you have to like you know upload yourself to this place that it actually exists, like y- y- there is like a lot of like um, very meta jokes about and and kind of just like you know conversations that I had about what it's like to be in this game within a game. Um, you're basically like it is like a you know a, 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 a fantasy JRPG where like you've got to take on all bunch of weird fantastical creatures and then eventually, you know, discover dungeons and which is, and then the dungeons are very Zelda influenced. Um, and, uh, you're constantly like, you know, mining, uh, enemies and, and cutting down trees for parts. And then you go and you, and you trade them to then upgrade your, your gear and then collect things that you then give to other people, uh, to finish side quests. And there's just constantly like, like I'm always, it's one of those games where you, you you know you have some way that you need to get to, but there's a hundred different things distracting you on the way. Yeah, and totally. I realize that those games can be very frustrating for people that like a linear path, but for me, it's just like, as this game exposes more and more of itself to me, I'm just like, oh man, this could be like one of my favorite games of the year. Damn, big call. Yeah, so the, the combat is really, really great. Um, it's... Uh, you, you you are like you know you can bash your way through this game but you'll die a lot doing it um it also if you it, it's actually a twin stick shooter as well <laughs> right okay so it's like isometric view um and the the right um uh joystick aims um and then you've got to like basically like fire projectiles at certain enemies and it's a mixture of like yeah like some enemies are shielded to your projectile but if you get behind them you can beat the hell out of them or others are like you know they're shielded from your from, from bashing because they spin around when you get close to them or they disappear in the dirt um, at the closer you get. So you've got to take them out with projectiles. And sometimes you, you've got, you're in an area with all of the enemies in it or like, you know, this like scaling. There's, there's so many, like some of the side quests are like fetch quests, like classic, you know, JRPG sure. annoying, like go here, now get this thing, now bring it back to me and then do it 10 more times to other different people. Um uh, but uh, some of them, other side quests have been so rewarding where like you follow someone to a cave and then um, there's like, you've got to take out like wave after wave of increasingly more difficult enemies. Um, and it's it's a lot of work to um, to scale up 
to level up through grinding um, because as soon as you become more powerful than a um, say like you know you're, you're fighting a level 10 enemy when you're level 5 when you kill them you get a lot of, H, uh, of XP um, but as soon as you like the higher you get and then above them as soon as you're above their level you only get one xp sure so um it, it and you have to, to to level up you have to get a thousand xp right, um, right so it becomes more useful to you to complete side quests and get xp from that to then level up so it's um, almost like it's almost like a conscious game design to make low level grinding un like sort of unappealing or unworthy like yeah i guess it wants you to progress through the story yeah i won't just hang around and bash crabs on the head for ages i'll go find a bigger monster because the rewards are bigger it's pretty good i like that technically you could but you you would have to bash a a thousand crabs on the head to level up that's that's the dream (laughs) crab basher crab Um, bash but yeah man the the soundtrack's gorgeous i'll put i put um some of the music uh at the end of this episode um, and uh, it looks great. There's a few little annoying uh, lagging moments on the Switch port and a weird audio glitch, which I assume will be patched soon. Sometimes when you, like I've got it, um, uh, uh, I, put, I put it in standby mode on my Switch now and I know that if I reopen it, there's about 50% chance that the audio will be like glitching. like oh, Crap. Um, but you can just play it for a little bit and it, it stops. So right, okay. it's a tiny little gripe. It's it's a very sure. e- very easily patched um, uh, uh, glitch that I, I yeah. assume will be will be patched soon. Um, I think it's like thirty bucks in Australia. This yeah, is an enormous right. game um, with like just so much content in it, and I feel like um, a, a really really rewarding combat system. And like, there's so many things you can do to upgrade the way you play. There's a massive circuitry that you um, that you need to like, you know, every time you go up a, 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 a level, you get an extra circuit that you can then use to upgrade your combat. Um, there's so much here. The main story is really fun. It's kind of stupid, but it's in a good way. And uh, the side quests uh, are a great distraction. Man, cool. Uh, I, I think this is this this. It's going to be difficult sticking with like not just like like it's going to be difficult playing all the new games coming out in the next two weeks and when i all i want to do is just finish this one so i'm i got a lot of hard decisions to make john oh and isn't that the biggest game of all decisions yeah terrible graphics really hard gameplay (laughs) so as a uh as a complete opposite to what you've just described with crosscode i have spent the last um Actually, no, I polished this in about maybe two days, but in the, like, when I'm super into a game, I pour myself into it, particularly when I know it's going to be a, oh, good. a fairly contained th- experience. Th- when you said polar opposite, I was like, oh, he hated this. Fine. <laughs> no. Um, so it's a game called Superliminal. Uh, I've been excited about this game for a while. I've talked about it on previous episodes. It, uh, it was only out on either Steam or Epic for for a long while and then i jumped on the game i jumped on the e-shop one day just thinking man i'm tired of the stuff i've got at the moment i really want to really want to get into something new and what should be sitting there at the top of the e-shop but super liminal and i was like oh shit amazing finally it's come to switch this is great so this is a a first person like exploration game a la the witness or even stanley parable is kind of my yeah guess well, i I would almost say the best comparison is Portal. 
Oh, great. Because because essentially it it's a game... The, the story of the game is you're a person participating in a lucid dreaming study. And so as you make your way through, you have to navigate through a bunch of puzzles that revolve around forced perspective. So you might be able to like pick up a chess piece off a chessboard on a table and by positioning it correctly in the space you're in, suddenly it's gigantic because right. the the position you're holding it in, it looks gigantic. And when you release it, it is that way. Or it's grabbing like something huge and making it small so you can then manipulate it through, like you can then use it to manipulate another element of a puzzle. There's other ones that revolve around duplication. So you can, you have to duplicate items and by using force pers- by using that perspective, you can like make sure that you're duplicating it onto a button. You need to open a door, that kind of thing. Some of it is like there will be a, a, a like a cube printed on a wall using force perspective, and you need to stand in the absolute right position to make it come real, so you can then use it for a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Just a ton of like really really interesting mechanics as you make your way through. The, the overarching story is you're doing this lucid dreaming study and you actually like the, 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 the doctors conducting the study lose track of you and where you are. So you're essentially stuck in your dreams during this period and they're trying to help you get out. But you just need to keep pushing through to find like to help them find a solution to what's going on with you. Um, <clears throat> one of the reasons I compare it to Portal is... Like everybody, everybody froths over Portal, and for good reason. But one of the reasons is because Portal Two was a fucking fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Portal One was really interesting, but it felt a lot like a um, like an engine test, essentially, like showing like, oh, we've created this game engine that allows us to use portals. We're going to show it off with a like a four or so hour game that shows all the different ways that you can kind of think with portals and do with portals. In many ways, Superliminal reminds me of that. It's like they've gone, okay, we've created this really cool game engine that allows you to use Force Perspective. We're just going to do a nice little experience that kind of shows off that technology in the various ways it can be used. The story is not like I. The story is nothing to write home about. And in the ending, actually, they kind of throw this very wholesome kind of curveball for the ending that I was a right. little bit like as I as I went through it, I was like, okay, this is like. I liked the weird atmosphere that you were building before and you've kind of undone that weird atmosphere with this ending. But it didn't the ending didn't make me go like, oh, this whole game sucks. Like I I loved the no, game no. Just, Put it out there, just, dude. all the small games is anti wholesomeness. Right. Wait. Oh yeah, totally. I thought you were gonna say put the ending out there. I was like, I don't want to spoil this, but um <laughs> But yeah, I, I had an absolute like it's it's sort of it's the the surrealness of it is fantastic um very sort of like not not a soundtrack that i would i would like i I wouldn't recommend it based on soundtrack alone it's just some very nice piano music sort of the thing you'd hear in like a hotel lobby um but overall it's like i think it's about a little over 20 bucks on the eShop, and it's a it's a great nice tight little experience that's fascinating and eerie and really puts your mind to the test. I had a I had a great time playing it. I wouldn't be surprised if this shows up on my top ten of the year list at some at some position. Uh, which yeah, right, hey, great. We've, we've both had a great week of playing games. Yeah, that's awesome. So on a scale of uh, Portal, which was very fun and uh, 
and like rewarding for your experimenting and the witness, which was like incredibly frustrating um, and uh, eventually rewarding, but at the expense of many, many of my hairs being pulled out of my head, how um, aggravating are the puzzles? I'd say it sits more towards Portal and that a lot of the time you can kind of like, I, I went to the internet once just because I was like, I don't know how to fucking solve this puzzle. And I'm a firm believer in like, I, I won't use a walkthrough to hold my hand through the entire game, but if I'm absolutely smacking my head against the wall <laughs> to the point where it jeopardizes my enjoyment of the game and I will put the game down and move on, yep. I will then go to the internet, find the exact thing I need just to get me, just to move me past. So there was one instance where that happened. And I'll say this, it wasn't even the puzzle that was unfair. It's just I'd forgotten one element of like playing through forced perspective puzzles. In this instance, it was like I had to position myself so if I was duplicating something, it would duplicate onto a particular place in the level and not just directly in front of the item I was duplicating. So once I saw it, I was like, oh, shit, of course. And then being reminded of that, used that knowledge throughout the rest of the game. Yeah, right. The puzzles, cool. yeah. The puzzles never feel unfair. when you, And when you get them, there is that great feeling of like, oh, awesome, now I get it kind of thing. Yeah, I think I... Um, I need to go back <laughs> and... I never will, but I, The Witness was so great for a while. And then I think I, I wandered in... I, just, I was like, how far can I wander? And I wandered way too far away from those right. early puzzles that kind of like you know, gently ease you into the nature of the game. And, and then it was like this weird area where you had to like copy mirrored versions of, and like find, I was somewhere in the, I don't know. And I was just like, this sucks. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I, I had a pen and paper out and I was trying to mimic what I was looking at. And then you couldn't take a screen. I don't know. It was just, it was It's always, my, my experience with The Witness was like, I went through those early puzzles, like, oh, this is fascinating. And then when the world kind of widens up, it's sort of like it's too easy to wander to an area with puzzles that totally fuck with your head. Yeah. So it's just like they, you know, they stopped kind of easing me into the puzzles and dropped me in. But if you release the played... window, the, the witness for dummies. Yeah, you've never played Portal, have you? Uh, no, I've I've played uh, I played the first Portal. I don't play Portal right? Two. I've always wanted to play Portal Two. Oh, it's um, fantastic! And, and I've played most importantly uh, the Portal uh, expansion to Lego Dimensions. Oh, fantastic! Uh, which was really fun. And I have, yeah. um, whatever her name is from Portal, I have her minifig. <laughs> and she has oh, a Portal uh, gun. Chell. What a yeah. weird error in gaming. Lego, Lego yeah. Dimensions actually did some crazy shit. I have a Sonic yeah. minifig. Okay. Uh, and there was a Sonic level. There was a Mission Impossible level. I have a Tom Cruise minifig. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Beetlejuice, the Powerpuff It's life-size. Yeah. Um, uh, hey, did you see completely unrelated indie games? Did you see the, that new Lego? Um, yeah, the NES uh, NES set. God, that looks so incredible. And like, Is if that you a- have that that dumb new Mario starter kit, which I've absolutely pre-ordered, um, okay. and you put that on top of the TV, it it plays the music and the effects as you play as Amazing. Lego Mario. Man, so keen. Are you gonna you gonna cop? I saw yeah, it and was like Levin Levin's house. I have to. This. I'm selling yeah. like I have thousands of dollars worth of unopened lego sets hiding at my parents house and given that i'm unemployed at the moment essentially i think it's time to finally sell my nest egg and save a little bit to spend on a new lego set that i actually want instead of like these 
ones that I bought because I was like, these will be worth something in, in a few years. And they are. So why not make, take advantage of that? <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So the witness, oh, the witness, super liminal cross. Superliminal and CrossCode, two, uh, two. Would you would you say we've got <coughs> a couple of must buys on our hands? Yeah, I mean, if, if 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 these are the kind of games that you are looking forward to, like I would say, like it sounds like Superliminal. If you are a Portal fan, if you are a Witness fan, if you are a Stanley Parable, like those are kind of the only first player games I kind of play, to be honest. Um, so uh, that sounds like something that maybe I should go into at some point. Uh, and yeah, CrossCode, if you're just looking for like a really good value adventure game on Switch, like this is the kind of game that like I feel would be on a, as high a kind of tier as, um, uh, what's that beloved Square Enix game from the SNES days? Uh, uh, Chrono Trigger. I feel right. like this would be, if this came out on the SNES, and it looks like a SNES game, albeit with like, you know, much more pixels and, and, and detail. Um, I feel like this would be like, you know, in those, would be in top 10 lists on this nest, you know, looking back. Um, nice. But instead, it's it's only 30 bucks and you can play it on a much easier to play on console, wherever you go. That's right. Any room in the house that you're confined to now. Yeah. <laughs> the Nintendo Switch. Portability <laughs> in a time where no one needs it. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, well, love it. Love it nonetheless. It's even, it's there for essential travel. It's there um, when your t- children are watching TV. <laughs> um, cool. All right. So, uh, fantastic, fantastic Ep Levens. Lovely talking one of, to you. One of the always. best, John. One of the yeah, best. Uh, if indeed. you want to get in touch with the show and let us know how good this episode was, you can email us allthesmallgames at gmail.com. You can find us at Twitter at allthesmallgame, facebook.com slash allthesmallgames. And uh, John is at 16tacos. I'm at levdog. Get in touch with us. Let us know what games you're playing at the moment. Uh, I hope you're all staying safe, well, and entertained by the smallest of games. Damn straight.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 